Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Hello everyone, this is Helena Steiner-Hornstein. I'm back with you again. It's Tuesday afternoon, 3 p.m. on the East Coast of the United States, and I'm so happy that you joined me again. Uh, This is uh, the above and beyond, and I have an expert in that field with me today, of course, except for myself. (laughs) I have James Tucker, also called the Mystic Oracle, and he has a particular subject today, how to feel comfortable in your own skin. Now, James, I hope you can hear me. I can hear you fine. That's wonderful. Yes, that's great. And uh, James, uh, I'd like to make a little introduction. James is quite well known uh, here in Florida. He is uh, a a popular, I will call him a practical psychic. I don't say really psychic as such, but you don't give those regular predictions. You are talking a little bit more about energy and our prospects and, and possibilities in life. And I certainly love what you are doing. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and the particular work and the particular subject we're going to talk about today, James? I'd be delighted. Thank you for asking. And welcome, everybody, to this show and the wonderful job that you're doing, Helena, each week. And uh, it's wonderful. Thank um, you for saying that. You know, everyone needs a little bit of appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve you much. <laughs> yeah. It, Anyway, um, you know, the everybody that does work in the emotional, spiritual, or universal field has a slightly different approach. It's kind of like there are no two people exactly alike. Even identical twins have their own individual souls. They may be yes. genetically in the same with their family bloodlines, but their spirits are different. Now, may, two- I, may I interrupt you a little bit here and mm-hmm. just say one thing? to the new listeners. James and I, I go way back, but more than that, James and I were born on exactly the same date, the same year, and we have very much the same mission in life, which is to help people on their spiritual path. And I just wanted to say that, James. I'm sorry. No, thank you so much. You. Thank you. You're the only person I've ever known that was born on the same day and the same month and the same year as myself. I have never met and another person. We do person. the same thing in a way. <laughs> right. Differently, <laughs> of course, but we do the same thing. <laughs> there's, there's, that must be a coincidence, you'd call it, right? <laughs> it, it also, like you told me, you gave a workshop this past Sunday, two days ago, and I also gave a workshop this past Sunday, mm. which, of course, I don't do all Sundays, but this time mm. I did it. And mm. I know you don't do it all Sundays, but this weekend you did mm. it. See, so that is always a connection. And I'm There's sorry I very... interrupted you again. <laughs> no, that's okay. You can interrupt me anytime you want. Anyway, to answer your question um, about what I do, um, everyone alive has a lower nature and a higher nature, which is the spiritual side. And in my own studies over the years, I've never found the peace the love, the healing, the abundance, the joy, or the faith that comes by living on the earthly lore-affected place. It's like the earth is the effects, not the cause, in spirit. Everything that is created in the physical form, whether it's our bodies, uh, automobiles, or whatever the physical form may be, the idea starts in spirit. And then it's That's manifested. Right. Yeah, the creation, of course, starts the spirit mm-hmm. of everything. And so every every human being on this earth, no matter what their religion, their faith, their philosophy, or anything else in their minds, hearts, or spirits, is has a hunger and a search to connect to that higher self. It's the soul. It's the spirit. It's the eternal self. And unfortunately... The majority of people in this world, and maybe in America, still live on that lower path and are hungry for love, money, prestige, 
food, drugs, and other things to satisfy the hunger. And it's kind of like the caterpillar crawling on through the garden, devouring everything in its path, um, the lowly worm. But inside, there's a divine signal, and there lives a beautiful butterfly in the soul of that caterpillar. And that's our its higher self. So it goes yeah. away and hides, and several weeks later, it emerges one day from the cocoon that's formed around itself. And the beautiful butterfly emerges. Kind of like the story of the, the ugly duckling that turns into the graceful swan. This um, is so true. You know, it's also, and I speak about this a lot, that those old fairy tales have so much more of a message to tell us. And it should really not be for children as such as little fairy tale stories. These are good truths, bits of truth and wisdom that they tell in the old uh, fairy tale stories, like the mm-hmm. ugly duckling that you mentioned. Excuse me. Um, the the search within us is to move away eventually from that lower nature with the struggle and the hunger that goes with that and find the freedom and find the light within us and find our truth and live a life that's based on love and peace and health and abundance and faith and joy and creativity. And the supreme law of the universe is what we sow, we reap. Um, the law of the world is maybe more based on the law of opposites attract. It's a duality where, like two people sometimes that are opposites by nature, get together, and if they're not whole within themselves, then the other person has something that will make them more whole, and they have something to give to the other person, and so the two make one. But it's not from wholeness. But inside the spirit, the butterfly in our souls, is wholeness, and it's freedom. Because we're we're one with nature and we're one with the universe and one with spirit. And the there have been a few people that have found that oneness in the fullness and they call them living or ascended masters, Christed beings, um, you know, the higher souls. Yes. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about the ascended masters? Uh, because, uh, you know, so uh, many people bring up that particular uh, subject. Well, all the ascended masters and the Christed beings and the saints uh, live in that fifth-dimensional energy. Um, You know, we start out in the physical world, like I mentioned earlier, and then we find and we grow mentally. We go to school, we learn all this rote learning in grade school and high school about all the history subjects and all that. And then we have this need as we go through our own cocoon in the teenage years and the emerging from the childlike nature to the adult nature, um, we begin to mature emotionally, hopefully, and that's when we fall in love and we want to reproduce and create a family. And then somewhere along the line, there's still that hunger in us as we get older in years. And um, then we want to find more truth. And so we begin, if we don't find it on the outside, the only place left, unless we get lost or stuck or sidetracked or sucked dry by the world, is we have to go inside of ourselves and begin to find our own heart energy. And begin because to follow it's the absolutely heart. Absolutely unlimited inside. And now I'd like to just interject a little bit because somewhere as you grow up and you're gone by the teenage years and you come into your middle ages, don't you then discover that maybe there is some kind of mission or plan for you? Well, uh, everybody you know, has a plan, yes. That's right. Every, there's a, a purpose in every human being's soul at birth. And finding it is the greatest thing that we'll ever do with our life. And yet most people get sidetracked in the earlier years and they create a family thinking that will satisfy that urge when actually finding our true self and our purpose and why we're here is the greatest thing that we ever embark on in trying to discover our true nature. Yes, but however, sometimes though as a woman I feel that you have to go through this womanhood, the motherhood, etc., to really learn what life is about. 
and uh, that's a process where we have to be. And I see so many women who, after they've had their children and they have their grandchildren and so on, now is the time when they have time to go into the spiritual path and become teachers. Teachers, healers, counselors? Yes. Some people do that too. Some people do that through traditional uh, organized education or religion. Some people take the esoteric route. Some people take the psychic route. Some people take the spiritual route. Uh, There are many, there are several spokes to get to the hub of that wheel of spirit and self and oneness. And, um, you know, my approach has been the mystic path. I've been known as the mystic chronicle, the mystic oracle. I operate the mystic white center. And the mystic path is that of trying to unite the lower with the higher and be able to blend the two. It's kind of like if you want to become an opera singer, you have to blend the lower and upper registers of your voice so that there's a smooth transition from the chest register to the head register. Yeah. I notice many people who are in the public uh, field and they are, like you say, opera singers or they're performers or or, uh, even politicians, they have contacted me and are wishing for a more uh, spiritual life. Not so they're going to tell anyone that they're doing so, but because they see they have given as much as they can of their physical self and the need to replenish themselves from somewhere where they can get more inspiration, but in, in abundance, and well, where there are no limits, and that's still uh, yes. no place to go. Yes, and you know, if you're going to take a long trip in your car, even with gas prices high, you would fill your gas tank before you go out and start the journey so you don't run out of gas. And if you're going to do a hard day's work uh, that requires physical effort, you normally would eat a decent, good breakfast with some protein and some um, energy so that you would be able to sustain yourself without running out of gas physically during the day. And I've, and I've found that the people that are on this inner journey to find the butterfly and set it free within their own souls have to have some kind of soul food every day, and they do meditation, they do um prayer, they do whatever it takes to find a way to psych themselves up spiritually and that many times the first thing in life or the first thing every day they do that because if their soul if their soul tank is empty it makes the the world very very difficult because you have nothing to fall back on or to rely on when the storms hit and you you burn out you run out of gas, spiritually. Uh, and uh, this is what spirit does to you. It's absolutely unlimited, and the strength is you can always get more and strength. A lot of, there's, you know, yeah. yoga classes, people that take um, spiritual or yoga classes has gone up ten times in the last ten years. Did you know that? Yes, I noticed even in the world of business that so many of the businessmen are now doing yoga. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're more receptive to what we call spiritual awareness. Well, see, and when I'm the yoga how many are the, doing that? The yoga starts by deep breathing, which relaxes your mind and your body, and then it begins to take you inside so that you can get in touch with your inner nature and find your spiritual side. And that comes through meditation, through that inner focus. And there's a huge increase in people in America, and I don't know around about the rest of the world, I just know about the United States, the people that I talk to. Um, yes, and also uh, in Europe, and of course we have India. East, we have the Eastern uh, you know, uh, tradition as well, where they have been doing this all along. All along, And you yes. know, uh, when you travel in, in, for instance, China, where I was in Hong Kong, and I could just see how a man jumped out of his Rolls Royce and walked into the park, and he started to do the... Tai Chi, you know, and mm-hmm. with all the movements and everything else, and that was nothing odd. And I see here in Miami Beach, when I walk on the beach, there are people standing there either in groups all by themselves, and they're doing the Tai Chi. I don't know if that would be accepted in countries like Germany or Sweden, but here people do it. It's, mm-hmm. it's quite uh, common. So mm-hmm. when people feel that they 
huh, they don't feel good in their own skin. For instance, they are impatient about something or they feel irritated about something. Mm-hmm. What do you say we should do? <laughs> well, I think that the way we we become comfortable in our own skin is that we have to get somewhere along that line on that inner development and at least find the fourth dimension, which is the spiritual path, so that we're off of that earthly hunger path and we're on the one of inner guidance. And then that will lead us to the fifth dimension, which is the universe. It's the energy. It's the light. And uh, it's the the realm of the, the, the masters and the master teachers that have lived before, live now, and perhaps will live again. And... When you do that, the first thing, when you get into that that realm and you want a better way and you want to be happy in this world and healthy, then the first thing we have to do is release the past of negativity that's accumulated. We have yeah, to be. And that is a wonderful way. I think that's absolutely the most important thing we have to do. We have to get rid of all the accumulation of the past. And one way we have collected that uh, past. Uh, is through judgment, I feel. We mm-hmm. walk around and we make judgment all around. Exactly. Us. You know, if you've been found guilty in a court of law for co- committing some crime, you have to be punished before you can be forgiven. You have been judged. Yeah. Now, in life, when we hold grudges or judgment against our own life or other people, what we've done is play judge, God, if you want to call it, right? And we've held, we are holding judgment, and we're trying to punish somebody by being cold to them, being standoffish, being mean sometimes, or being empty. And all that does, it produces uh, judgment on our own spirit, because you cannot punish another person by being cold and holding judgment. It comes back on us. We yeah, What we saw... And it's so uh, amazing. I, we talked about this in the seminar on Sunday, and one woman said, oh, you wrote about that in your book. <laughs> and I said, I did. You know, you don't remember everything you write in your books, and in my book, Constant Awakening. And uh, she said that what a judgment is, that you pull it into your energy field and you let it attack you. So you actually are hurting yourself through making that judgment. You yes. pull in the energy of the person or whatever the incident is onto yourself, and you live with this day and night. You yes. might wake up in the middle of the night, you know, and mm. have that feeling. Or you but wake you, up in the morning, and the first thing you hear in your mind is, oh, he did or she said. Mm. But you know what I think, the way I see that myself is what judgment really is, you have to be guilty of something before you can be judged. If in a court you're either punished, they throw you in jail, they fine you, in the old days they'd flog you or worse. And so any time that you feel guilt, it's what you've done is judge yourself or another person guilty of committing some crime through your own judgment of that act, real or imaginary. And at that point, at that point, when we get judged... There's only two things we can do. We can hold the grudge and keep on punishing, or we can forgive it, learn from it, bless it for what it taught us, and move on and plant new seeds and grow a new and better life. And that is very true, what you're saying. And what I tried to say was, what about those who have been hurt, who have been victims of terrible violence, of of other crime? Even if you've been hurt... If you don't be forgiving and you hold judgment against another person, what you're doing is you're holding that judgment on your own soul. This is the problem, yes. And uh, and so it takes a big person and it takes a lot of uh, spiritual understanding to be forgiving like that. But if you don't forgive, no matter what it is, and you hold any kind of judgment, what you're doing is you're, you're putting yourself in slavery and bondage, emotionally, spiritually, and universally. Yeah, and this is, uh, of course, uh, and and I have a method with people how to get rid of, of that judgment, and it really works. But it, I find the only way to get rid of this judgment is through the light. And what is the light? And that's the method I work with when I work with people. It's not through the words. I'm not good with words. I mean, of course, I speak strange languages and foreign languages <laughs> all the time. So the words with me are not the most important thing. But just to 
bring in the power of the light. And what is the power of the light? That's the God energy. And you can call it forgiveness if you want. You can call it love if you want. But it's that higher energy that just gets rid of all the darkness within you and around you. And that is what I feel the best method for people to to understand forgiveness or to understand love, to understand unconditional love and to let go of the past. You know, a lot of people, including myself for years, I used to mistake darkness for the shadow. Um, A lot of times we think that when it becomes night in the earthly sense, that that we call that darkness. But it isn't really darkness. It's a shadow that's been created because the earth is turned away from the light, the sun. For that shadow, for that to be darkness, the sun would have to go out. And I see the sun position in the sky like the soul of a human. It's their, our light. Yeah. And, and so as long as we're alive on earth, we have the light within us. We getting to it. Light. Yeah. Getting to it and uncovering it and accepting it and letting it, letting it cleanse us and hold us in that truth and the light and the basic spiritual principles, which is our heritage being born on this earth as human. We're given the spiritual heritage. We're children of the light. And when we surrender to that that and become children of the light and let the higher power work for us and through us, that's part of becoming comfortable in our own skin because we've surrendered to our higher self. And we're letting that light work through us. And when I, I always say we were created in the image of God, and what is God? Well, that's again the light. It's the light. When I'm looking at people, uh, I'm looking in through, you know, as a medical intuitive, and I look in through people's skin, so to speak, and I see the organs, and I see why they are sick. And to get back to the cause of the sickness, I see the organs, and I see the chakras, and on those organs or in the chakra, I see what you call shadows or darkness or something. That's not a particular diagnosis of a particular disease. It's just a burden that we have to get rid of. And that burden is the cause of that condition. You know, I think it's uh, sometimes we have to replace one thing with another. And it's kind of like the hope eternal on Earth. Mother Earth says no matter what happened to last year's crop, whether it came to a fruitful harvest or the flood or the bugs or the drought or human error killed it, just get rid of the negativity from the past, the weeds and the trash, and make room for new growth and sow new seeds and grow new roots and have that blessing of the roots upon us and grow a new and better life. Yeah. So, and I feel this is the only way to make peace in the world, to, set, to replace all that uh, confusion and darkness that we have created somehow and just send out light to the world. And that's, that's why right. people who do this are called light workers. I heard mm-hmm. that and I never really knew what it was until I got into it myself. And now I see this is what everyone is talking about, that we are working with the power of the light. And you know, that is our spiritual blessing and gift at birth of every human soul. It's to, to live in the light. And the seven spiritual gifts of the light are to live in peace, Love, health, abundance, joy, um, faith, and creativity. Yeah. We're all children, and we've been given this heritage. And in order to, we have to claim that first in order to manifest anything in the physical form that resembles those those qualities on the earth. We got to live it in spirit first. Yeah. And this about the light, I had a well-known businessman who came to see me, and he said, you know, I'm so successful, but I don't see the light. (laughs) And uh, he just kept on saying, I don't see the light, and I don't see the light. And I said, listen, the light is something, you are part of the light. He was extremely successful and, and a good man, and he worked very well with everyone else. There was nothing wrong about him. He wasn't even greedy. And what we realized was that he's been working with the light all along. But now that he had heard about the light, now he wanted to see it like a stream of light 
around well, him. You know, it's it's different than the light of the sun or the light in our living rooms through our lamps. That's something that we can see. The the light that the, the great master teachers speak of, you included, uh, is a it's an energy force, <clears throat> and it's something that we feel more than maybe we see. And it's an intensification of energy. and It is. And, you know, when, when I do that with my hands, I always kind of pull down the light from above. And I do it this second, and it's amazing. I feel it. Of course, I don't see it. I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes, and I have visions of the light around. I'm sure you have had that, too. Mm-hmm. And I have those waves of light that come to me with messages, and they're wonderful messages. Mm-hmm. But I don't as such, walk around and see light. Well, I'm sure you sometimes have felt, oh, someone turned on the light behind you in the room. Uh, have you had that? I mean, it's oh, yeah. like someone turns on the light. Yes, and it's, I suppose, what is this? It's our own light that we're suddenly getting aware of? Well, I think that, you know, like if you go into dreams, dreams, uh, the beta brain wave is a real fast-moving wave up and down. And uh, if you looked at it on an, a a brain scan machine, and then just under that beta, the conscious mind energy, is what is called alpha, where it slows down a little bit. And um, that's the window into the dream state, which is like dreams come from the deeper, like the theta or the delta brain waves. And a delta brain wave is like a triangular wave, and that's where healing and true vision comes from. And when you, make, it's it's good for everybody to know about those brain waves, because they're part of spiritual growth. And 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 what happens is the way you get in touch with that to answer your question, is you have to get into that alpha state, and that's when right before you go to sleep and right before you wake up, it's a deep state of relaxation, and it's what yoga and meditation and other spiritual techniques will bring you into. And once you get into that, and that's where the aha, the ah, the light. <laughs> see? Yeah, so many of us are looking for that aha experience. Well, but that aha comes. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, uh, at the, the sorry, you know, we don't see each other, so it's very hard. You never know when I stopped, and I don't know when you have stopped. But this, you know, many people feel that maybe we're standing or sitting next to each other, but James is at home and I am at home, but we have about two hours' drive between us at least, or maybe three hours now with the big traffic. So uh, I never know uh, what uh, it, it's, it's going to be. But what I wanted to say was that, uh, and I'm not into the words and things, that everything is intention. If you have a wish to get in touch with the light, you have a higher intention. It really, it's very good to know this is alpha, beta, etc., but you need not know those complicated uh, uh, words and the knowledge, the intellectual knowledge, in order to get in touch with the higher knowledge. Well, see, so many people you... feel yeah, that <clears throat> they can't do this because they don't have the actual physical knowledge, but I'm saying relax and just have the desire, the wish to move on. What do you say, James? That, uh, what you just said, you just hit it right on the head. You nailed it as far as you, you can't find the light from the intellect or the mind. You have to relax and you have to get into the dream state, which is the alpha and then below, and let that come up through from the universe because the truth, the light, will come up through you if you are relaxed. And people that aren't able to get in touch with the light are not able very well to relax their mind or their body or their spirit. And they, so they stay on that outer plane. They stay like with the door shut to their soul or their heart or the window shut. Yeah, and they, I think they try to do it through a thought process. And the thought process as such is part of the intellect. You know, if someone hits you on your head or you have a concussion, it's very hard to think the way uh, you normally think. But they think, they believe that they can think themselves onto that, into that state. You know, and a lot of... And through your heart you're getting that. Exactly. A lot of people that start the spiritual path work, they're, they are intellectual spiritualists, and they 
try to reason things from their mind. And eventually, if they continue on, they find that in order to really find the depth within them and find that emotional and um, spiritual side, the inner self, that's connected to the energy and the light. They have to relax the mind, and we just were talking about that in other, uh, just a few minutes ago in another way. And finding and opening up the heart is the key. Yeah. It's you know, it's you got to relax. Is feeling. It's emotion, and that's why you know we women have emotion a little bit more than men have. So that's why it's a little easier for us to relax. And then women go and. They they go to classes and they're taught, and now you have to do it this way, but it's more an intellectual way, and they leave, they, they leave that natural path of reaching spirit when they try to be intellectual. You, you That's know, the way uh, I've seen it. Um, <laughs> men can find that that inner path, but they have to relax their ego and they have to turn away yeah. from the outer self and control and manipulation and duality in order to go inside and find that heart energy. And one time I can recall, it's many years ago now, Helena, it must have been four, three, four, five years ago, I was doing a workshop down in South Florida somewhere. I think it was at the uh, Broward County Convention Center, and you came to my class. you remember that? Oh, yes, that was one of those, and I wanted to see, you know, like we all want to see how is it doing it. <laughs> yeah, and you know, do you remember that there were only less than 10% of the audience was male? That's right, and that is and, about the ratio, I think. Isn't and it? There were, I think there were around maybe 75 or 80 people in that class, and there were yeah. about seven or eight men there. And, you know, when I first started doing the classes and workshops years ago now, there was only maybe out of 100 people, two or three would be male. And so it's tripled in the number on the average. Um, and those people were at that particular sh- show for spiritual growth and feeding so they they were getting fertile, you know, spiritually. Yeah. I and think so, at the time you talked about the hands and the lines in the hands and things like this that are very interesting, you know. Uh, wasn't that what it was? The, well, I forget. Looking <laughs> I think it was because, uh, you know, I know nothing about hands and the language of the inside of the palm and all this. I had no clue, but you are very knowledgeable in that field. But I also want to say that we are not really talking about man, woman as such. We're talking about the male energy and the feminine energy, the yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes, and I had, I remember I had an audience in Germany, and it was about 50-50 men, women. And I talked about this men and women and the energy, and one man really got quite irritated. He didn't like when I said it, you know, the men are this and the women are more this. He, in fact, hated it. <laughs> well, you know what? He wasn't used to that. <laughs> you know what? He he has a a mother issue. He has a mother complex. I'm sure you know, uh, he might he, have. And this was, as I said, in Germany. So, uh, uh, but there's a resentment there. <laughs> you know, you know that um, all life starts as female in a mother's womb for the first yes. eight, ten to twelve weeks. Every child is female. And if the Y chromosome is present in the bloodlines and the genetics, uh, the male hormone testosterone is created, and it bathes the fetus, and then the male genitals appear and the breasts recede. Why do you think males are born with breasts? They start on as female. All life starts as female. Oh, and honoring that... Fi- what? Uh, no, that's, that's an interesting concept. I was just looking at my switchboard and I see there are, um, uh, well, she dis- they disappeared here. There, was, there were a couple of callers, but they kind of got off. I think I missed them, but they can call back if, they, uh, mm-hmm. if they're listening to this again. Yeah, well, so, listen, uh, male, males that, that have problems with women are not honoring their own feminine core. Mm-hmm. And, and you know this is true. Of course, as a woman, you notice these things that they have. So many men, in fact, have mother issues one way or the other, and you see that with little boys. Little boys are cuddlier. They're kind of like little puppies, they, and they want mom's affection a little bit more than the girls. The girls are more 
this is my observation, of course, the girls are more independent. They're a little stronger, and they, I see the little girls with the boys are a little slower at the same as they kind of push them down, and the boys, oh, they don't know what's going on. Well, but see, afterwards, yeah. The old-fashioned values are, I'm sorry, the old-fashioned value is is that little boys are not supposed to show that soft side. Yeah. you got to be strong, little boy, you know. Big boys don't cry. But, you know, when they're little, they really need that mom. And maybe the moms are feeling that, oh, you boy, you shouldn't be this way. And that's not really the way he is. He likes the, the big hugs from his mom, and he likes mom to be home, and he likes that, and I've seen that, you know. So, uh, And the girls, they seem to be more independent, uh, but they are brought up, oh, yes, oh, yes, you can cry, you can do that, and it's okay for them. <laughs> so I think we are very programmed, uh, all of us, and it stays with us a lot. Forever. Well, it's a racial consciousness, and it's affected by a lot of things, and um, you know, and that's the old way. It's the earthly path work, and in this these days and times where people are trying to find a better way and find their spiritual path, they have to turn away somewhat from those old beliefs and begin to find the truth within themselves and find the harmony and the balance and the uh, other qualities that give them peace and love and joy and fulfillment and freedom of the spirit. There's so much potential in every human soul, and we just barely scratch the surface of what there is to find in it and and manifest through it and helping ourselves. And then if we ever do that, that's another part of being comfortable with your own skin. Once you find your own values and you're using them, then you have to give back because you want to. You're the light, so you pass the torch to the next generation of those that are ready to learn, and you, you teach them how you found it. And I think that justifies our life and fulfills us and our purpose and that creates true spiritual roots that are eternal and everlasting. It, uh, and, of course, our purpose, again, I feel, is that we came here with a wish and a mission, something we had to complete, and we have to do it in this lifetime. If we don't do it in this lifetime, we 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 are coming back. We come back. <laughs> we complete this in the next lifetime. And, you know, having worked with animals, sometimes I feel felt that with dogs, uh, Cats uh, are a little bit more independent to read, but uh, I sometimes feel the same energy from cats. But dogs, very often, I feel they come back, uh, not all of them, but the ones who have had problems, they have come back in order to to heal some kind of aggression or hurt that they have experienced in another lifetime. Mm-hmm. When I've seen that, they have kind of been healed in this lifetime, and they have found how to be happy in that little dog skin. <laughs> mm. You know, if so, you have if you if you if you have the the musical gift which is to have a good ear where you can determine what's flat and what isn't and so you can sing on key and you learn the intervals between the notes, the scales, then you know what the other thing is that separates mediocre musicians from talented and great ones? It's practice. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the skill is, if you don't practice, you stay mediocre. You're born maybe with yeah. a gift, but it's all a matter of practice. And you and know that is so well put that we feel that because we have the gift that everything is going to be given. No. To us. no. And people feel that uh, uh when we have uh, a, a desire and a wish, all we have to do is just have that wish. No, we have to take no. action. Action. We have to do something you about it. Act. 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 act you, you know, go ahead, move on. And uh, it's like you're thirsty. And you see that glass of water in front of you. You have to get up and reach for it, and you mm-hmm. have to drink it. You know, otherwise you won't have the thirst still. <laughs> you know, you won't That's have right. the help you're looking for. That's it. And, and I know, think that is uh, what uh, most people don't act on. Uh, they don't do it. You know, they feel, I've, oh, I've been praying, I've been doing, and I've been uh, hoping, and I've been wishing, and nothing happens. No, you have to act, my dear. You know, you, and that you, is. You have to sow the seed before you can grow the plant and reap the crop. 
And most people think about growing, sowing the seed, but they, they don't actually plant the seed. And it's the same thing in a mother's womb. If you want to create a child, the seed has to be planted in the egg or what I call the soil, and then it has to have the blessing of the roots from spirit. And then it begins to grow, and one day issues forth the child. It's all about cause and effect, see? Yeah. And the and same thing so in life. nicely put by you. And uh, I know many out there who say, oh, yes, you know, I don't know if I'm going to move. Shall I move? And they want like a psychic prediction. <laughs> and I say, well, if you want to move, you feel it's like, go ahead, you know. It's up to you what's going to be. But you know what I tell people that call that say to me, should I move? And they don't know, and they're asking me. You know what I tell them? Yeah. What do you, if you don't know what to If you don't know what to do, don't do anything. Yeah. If you don't have to ask me, and it's your move, and it's your life, you have to ask me, then you're not ready. Uh, this is to say, or shall I stay with this woman, or shall I stay with yeah. this man, or shall I stay in my profession? What shall I do? All this. Uh, and whatever you want to do, do it, you know. Otherwise, exactly. like you say, don't do anything. That's it. It has to sit right with you. you well, you've got to take the action. Be. And the action yeah. comes from motivation from the heart. You can't do it from the head because the head is where fear and guilt and all the doubt and indecision lives. And it'll talk you out of what the gut instinct and your heart want you to do, really, if you get it in the way. It's kind of like the first impression is always the best and it says, this feels good, that does not. And then the head gets in the way, and we talk ourselves yeah, out of... this is what I call, again, you're making a judgment in your own life. People do make judgments about their own littleness, in a way, about their own obstacles. They don't dare, well, I could quote fear, too, but okay, if someone says, I'm too young or I'm too old to do this, that's, in a way, if they make that stop them, they have made a judgment. So they can make the observation. And what is the observation? Well, that's like you you make, uh, you notice. You just feel very quickly, yes, I'm too young to do this. I'm too old to do this. But now I'm going to act upon it and do it anyway. So they don't make, turn it, they don't turn the observation into a judgment because, again, the judgment is going to stop them. Mm. You know, I think we only we never get to be more than about twenty, twenty-one years old in our spirits. Oh, really? We, you can get to be eighty, ninety, hundred years old in your body, and your mind. You know, but if you go inside and you got an open heart, and you're 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 in touch with your spirit, people that are eighty, ninety years old have got that youthfulness in them. They don't even know their age. Because no, this is so true. I, I mean that too. And I feel so much younger now than when I was like 21. And I'm sure you do too. Jen. I do. I do. <laughs> and people say we look, you know, young or younger. And I met some people that I knew 20 years ago, and they haven't seen me in the meantime. And in the meantime, I'm doing now what I'm doing this this particular work as a medical intuitive and healer. And they say, you look so much younger now than before. Mm. And I say, yes, I'm working with the light, you know, I'm working with spirit. And, mm. of course, when you work on that energy, that's your fuel at mm. all times. You know, I have and, a picture. Yeah. I have a picture yeah. of myself <clears throat> in my mother's arms when I was five months old. Mm-hmm. And I used to look at that picture 20 years ago, and I didn't relate to it. And after I've gotten along and trying to find my own life and my own path of these things that we're talking about here and be of use to in the world other than just making money and surviving, I get I looked at that picture the other day, and I looked just like I looked when I was five months old in my face. <laughs> yeah. It's sometimes when you look at babies, they look, you know, sometimes when I look at babies, I see the old person they used to be before. I don't know um, how I should explain it in this conversation, but I just wanted to say that. It's, uh, mm. uh, uh, spirit is always there. And, uh, and you know, I that's our that strength, too. And it's yeah. an intensifying. You know, a, a thought is doesn't have much power by itself. But if you turn a thought into a desire, that comes from the heart, and it's like stepping up 110 volts to 220. There's more power in the in the heart, see? Yeah. And then the nature of the soul is passion, and it's intensifying the desire. 
And you know, when you got you, when you find your passion, you got that heat. There's nothing can stop you unless you stop yourself. And yeah, then it's I think like you are on the train and you you feel oh the speed is so fast how I can I can't get off when you have that passion the enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. About and then I think that the passion, and once you've found that, and then I think that the true nature is like Joseph Campbell and others talk about, the, the true nature of the soul that's happy is bliss. It's like nirvana. It's like a peacefulness. It's like a, just a feeling that comes over you where you just know that you're, on the, you're doing what's right because you sense that, and you can feel it. It's a feeling you get. It, that's the yeah. light. And that is the light. And, you know, this is uh, something also that people don't realize, that we are energy. Everything about you, your thoughts, your actions, your, 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 what you say, what you speak about, everything is, gen- is generating an energy. And that's what you're sending out. And if you now, in your heart, have a wish to move on and to, to make a hit out of your life, it's like an energy that just lifts you away and takes you places mm. instead you know, of just sitting still. Helena, I am having so yeah. much, such a wonderful time talking to you about these things that are in my heart and yours, and we're we're having this awesome conversation, and I hope that all the other listeners out there are enjoying this as much as we are. I just know they and, are. Uh, of course, and as you know, we have most of our listeners getting back to the archives and you have your column and so on and I feel you should mention this in your column how they can get back to uh, to this show and people go to sedonatalkradio.com www.sedonatalkradio.com and click on the above and beyond with Helena Steiner Hornstein and your name would be there also and uh, throughout this week, this will automatically click when people click on that. It will come on and the show will come on automatically. Once you are in the archives and the weeks go by, they will just look for the date or, again, see your name, wherever it is. And they you, will would you tell me one title. more time? Tell me one more yes. time what you do when you get into Sedona Talk Radio. What happens then? They click on Helena Steiner Hornstein. It's my show, The Above and Beyond, Helena Steiner Hornstein. And there, this last show, if they come during the next, uh, this next week, automatically they will come into this show. If they come in a few weeks later, they will just, go, they will just be shown the archives and they will look for this title that we have, How to Feel Comfortable in Your Own Skin, with Helena Steiner Hornstein and James Tucker together. Wow. So there we go. And James, could you also give your telephone number or how people can reach you? 772 area code 334-9487. One more time, 772-334-9487. And that is in can I get my, Florida. Can I, can I get my website? Oh, yes, please do. Okay, type in on the computer, My Hometown News, M-Y-H-O-M-E-T-O-W-N, news.net. And click on Counselor's Advice, and my spirit guide columns for the last five and a half years will come up. I have the archive of my columns. This is wonderful. So I hope you look uh, him up and get your, uh, uh, and if you want to have an appointment with James, you call up the number he just gave you, and I'm sure everyone will be very happy with that. Mm, thank <laughs> and you. And the adults who want to look at my websites, it's... Uh, bodysoulconnection.com or speakingtoyourheart.com or faithhealing f-a-i-t-h-healing.com I have three sites and uh, you can uh, connect with those sites and get through to my email which is activale A-C-T-A-C-T-A-C-T-A-C-T-A-C-T-A-C-T-A-C-T-A-C-T-A-C-T-A-C-T-A-C-T-A-C-T-A-C-T-A-C-T-A-C-T-A-C-T-A-C-
gmail.com. Activale was it's a strange name in a way, but it isn't. You know, when I was setting up uh, my the name for an institute and for uh, my um, email address, I had an assistant and I wrote down, you know, see if this works. And I wanted to have this as my email address, and I wrote down Activate uh, with T. <laughs> and she said, Oh, that's pretty. And I said, What's so pretty about Activate? Uh, act- and she didn't really hear it. She saw it instead of the T, she saw an L. So it turned into Activale. And I kind of mm. liked it. <laughs> it sounds soft and everything else. So now I have named my institute and I have named my company, my book, producing company and everything Activale. Mm. And it seems to work very well. Mm. <laughs> so, no mistakes but, in spirit. <laughs> So it was meant to be. So meant he just came there to give me a name. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And that's also what I say about human beings. No one got here through a mistake. And they said, oh, my mother made a mistake. And I said, no, my dear, this was not a mistake. It was just God's way of getting you here into this world. So no one came here by mistake. Everything was part of a big plan. And you actually asked to be born. If you like it or not, you ask to be here, and you chose your mother, and you chose your life, and you chose your mission. But once you were born, you forgot all those things, and you're just here to, to, to find, to get back to where you were once you were in spirit, and to get back in that harmony again. And that's the purpose of our, of our life, to be back in harmony. To find you our butterfly. add on that? It's to find yes, our butterfly. Want to add to that? What did you say? I'm so sorry. I said it's to find our butterfly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To find the freedom. To find what we really are and, and to, to be the one you are meant to be. And the first title of my very first lecture uh, I did once in Europe was called Dare Be Yourself. Mm. And that fits in somewhat. Dare Be Yourself, the one you mm. were meant to be and the truth of the one that you are. Mm. We usually have a little meditation here mm. at the end, and I have done those a lot, so I don't think I will have the usual long meditation, but I can have a little little short one just at the very, very end, so we will fade away with that little meditation. Wonderful. And uh, you will be part of that. And then, James, I will thank you so very much, but we will continue to to uh, uh, talk, and I sometimes forget to look at the switchboard, so uh, I uh, see here that we have seven minutes left. So is there some kind of conclusion you want to come up with about uh, how to be happy in your own skin and to be feeling in harmony with the one you truly are? I think it comes from surrender of our own lower will to our higher will, and find the patience and the trust and the faith in the universe and be able to take the action to sow the seeds of the things that make us happy and find our spiritual path. And then it's more important to water the soil around a plant than to water the plant because if you water the plant in a garden, it'll get lazy because you're doing the work for it. But if you water the source, water the soil, then the plant has to reach out and grow roots and have a strong foundation. So feed the soil, let it feed the plant, see? And I think that this way we are as humans. If we feed our own egos and our own hungers in the physical sense, then we don't have strong roots and we never find that surrender to the higher power. Yeah. But if you if you feed the soul, feed our spirits, and ask the universe to work for us and through us, it will. Yeah, and this, uh, you know, to say we are like a plant is so good to say because a plant has roots. And, of course, we, we should have roots in spirit. And the plant is green. And green is, is actually a wonderful color. It's unconditional love and healing. And now each plant has a different color. You know, when it has a flower, that flower is not always white or not always red Mm -hmm. or blue or orange. Each one is very individual, and it has its own kind of appearance. And that's exactly what we also are. 
they should represent our true selves. We do not always, we should not all look the same or act the same or think the same. And that is the idea with the plants are all different. The flowers are all different. And remember also the plant has its root, but way up in the in the bloom, in the actual bud and in the flower, you're free to shine the way you prefer to shine. Feed the spirit. We must, yeah. we must feed the spirit first. And then it will feed us in the physical earthly sense. So there we go. So this has been a very great show. So uh, I thank everyone for listening, and I thank you, uh, James, for being with me during this hour. I feel I've the hour went quite fast. I've had a wonderful time. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So I thank you so very much and hope we can be together again over the air. And I'm telling everyone who's listening to me from Europe, I will be in Europe as from May the 1st, and I shall be in Stockholm, Sweden, I shall be giving a workshop, and I shall be giving private consultations. I think all the private consultations are already sold out, but there is still room to come to the workshops. I shall also give a workshop in Mallorca, Spain. Uh, It's more for Norwegians, so anyone in Norway listening, you are very welcome to, to come to that workshop. Just let me know or email directly to lisbeth at lifetravel.no for Norway. They have that special program for you. You have special discounted flying down to Spain from Oslo, Norway. So everyone from Norway is very welcome. I shall be giving more workshops in Mallorca, Spain. Europeans know where that is. It's a wonderful place, absolutely beautiful island, outside of Barcelona, Spain, with an incredible energy and very, very uh, strengthening for, for both body and soul. So these are the things now happening. I should be back in the United States again in June, just for a brief few weeks, and then I'm going back to Europe. So everyone is welcome to just write me or um, email me and we will work out what we are going to do. Thank you so very much, and now begin to relax, everyone. And thank you, James. Thank you, and thank you, all the listeners. Thank you, Helena. Thank you so much. You were wonderful, and I hope to be with you again on on the show. We will. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. And now, everyone else, begin to relax now a little bit and take a deep breath. And know that within you there is a place that knows all and sees all. And that is your inner light. And that inner light is the truth of the one you are. Take a deep breath. And when you breathe in, you breathe in peace. And when you breathe out, you breathe out of the earth. You are so relaxed now. So very, very relaxed. And you are now going to make today a wonderful day. You're going to...
Blog Talk Radio. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.